Low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestle alongside for the ride is JC. Oh, wait. I'm sorry, bro. I forgot my line. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was the best fin of the week, period, because we're going to talk about the week in a moment. And this was probably the worst week combined of Raw and SmackDown that I can remember in a long time. We had that week a couple weeks ago where I had very little shine, but there were still some redeemable things on SmackDown. I don't have much redeemable from this week, but what, the thing you just alluded to, that Riddle backstage promo was incredible. But it is. It's WrestleMania season, WrestleMania. And I feel like we've talked about this last few years. As we get closer, they get lazier once stuff gets booked. And that sure is how it would have felt like this week. You know, it's funny. I just I can't remember. And I'm sure it's because I can't remember. That's really what it comes. I have to preface this. I thought to myself, this has been the worst lead up to any WrestleMania, any week, any WrestleMania in my life. This, it's this, bad. this week made me not care if I was watching on Saturday or Sunday night, which is yeah, ridiculous. So the first thing I will say is good thing you guys are listening here because usually we come on the show and we can tell you things that you can't miss. You could miss literally, you could like the only thing you should go seek out is watch Hey Hey Hop Hop the video, but you don't need to watch the show to do that. Besides that, there's nothing that you need to watch from this week that will have any effect on anything. But before we get in there, WrestleMania, I just want to pimp a few things. As we said, WrestleMania season is upon us. So give us five stars, five flames on iTunes and all these other wherever you're listening. Goes a long way. Jobberknocker.com. We've got tons of content coming your way. Uh, my hype meter rankings, I'm actually updating them right now with the new matches and making some changes to, I don't know, a steel cage match and because that might have hurt it. And then also a triple threat match for a title. But as well as the Quinn Twins, who will be on the scene at WrestleMania in Tampa. Uh, they put up an article of what they're looking forward to, so check that out. There will be more stuff coming, and obviously our weekly stuff that keeps us moving, baby. That's Impact, New Japan, AEW, NXT. Check that out in the knocker. We'll appreciate it. And, oh, yeah, by the way, buy our freaking merch, man. tpublic.com slash jobberknocker. So many super hot fire designs. They're great. Um, I have so many shirts already. You can get masks, anything, you name it. But I figured I'd pimp all that stuff out because it's WrestleMania season, baby, and it's better than the fucking show. Hey, so. my, I got to say, I don't design all the t-shirts. That's usually TJ's thing. But I will say my design specifically, I want to say, if pimp my shadow because I like to pimp my shot here, is uh, that my Jobber Knocker Red Sox t-shirt with the Jobber Zero on the back. Thank you to TJ to putting that out because uh, I got to buy that because – it's baseball season. It's baseball Everyone season, baby. One. You're a baseball fan, you yeah. know. Hey. If you got hey, listen, sometimes baseball what, sucks, but you baseball still buy sucks, but you should still buy our shirt. Exactly. <laughs> we should have that be a t-shirt. Baseball's terrible, but buy our tee anyway. So. Oh man. Anyway, yeah, you know what? We do have to get in the program, right? Yeah. So we got to get into the shine. Mandy Rose always in the shine. She was on TV this week, but I don't Here, hold on. Can I? And we have to just because you brought up Mandy in general. What's the point of having guest commentary for a two-minute match? You tell me. I don't know. I honestly, I don't know what the point of a lot of things were, but that was just, it's one of those things where it's like they haven't booked a women's tag title match for WrestleMania, but like they have all these tag teams still involved. So it sure seems like Lana and Naomi will involve uh, the sexy muscle friends might be involved. Who knows if Natalia and Tamina are involved. Like I just, it's a fucking mess. That is uh, one of the things we're going to hit on the heat. Like many other things, but WrestleMania, you mentioned it off the top, the real backstage promo where you forgot his lines. If you haven't seen it, find it on Twitter. It was the best part of the week. It was fucking amazing and you know what shout out riddle this motherfucker they give him like seven segments a week now literally so i'm sure some of them like are taped and some of them are live so he's already fucking bro out of his mind so he's doing one with oscar i love it because oscar's like a great hype woman so having the two of them like this is fascinating and then he goes oh i forgot my lines he just scoots away it was, it was it was just great and then the fact that it's like you know we're looking at this week this week and there's obviously tons of stuff they planned that was horrible the one thing they didn't was the best part of the week because it fit riddle perfectly he's supposed Supposed to be an oaf, a jokester, whatever. Like it, it worked. I loved it, and that was one of the few redeemable things this week. I will it's say, sad. I will say, the one thing that made me giggle is that, like, I don't, I doubt it's live, 
I, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I'm doubt that, that he planned to make it feel like, oh, God, we have to remember that it's live and he walked away, which is fine. Uh, but it, like you said, if it was anybody else, it would have been a terrible thing. However, yeah. for him, it just, and he even on Raw Talk, as our boy Ray Ray put in the thread, it was just like, he just kind of was like, it happens, you know, and just kind of shrugged it off like very RVD-like in a way. And not to Because MVP made a joke about it. He's yeah. like, oh, sorry, I forgot my line, which that's the other thing. Like, we know MVP riddles a home run, so. Yeah, look, I mean, I know for a fact that, that, you know, it's tough, like you said, to remember all that stuff. But at the same time, you got to keep going. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's something we will remember for a little while. So it is what it is, bro. So I think um, since, you know, they actually have a WrestleMania match now, we had actually a very, uh, it was given time, Riddle versus Sheamus on Raw. We've talked about how we like these guys together because of the physicality. Um, but Sheamus ended up getting over one over on him, and Riddle got mad, and now it's booked for uh, WrestleMania. Um, you'll see it reflected in my hype meters, but I'm curious your take because it's obviously, we've seen this, both mid-card titles, we've seen the match several times. But they've been good, so are you looking forward to it? At I think at this point, it's just, okay, we know Riddle's probably going to retain. Uh, people are like, oh, he flubbed live. Vince is probably upset. We don't know. Vince probably could have laughed at it. Who knows? You know what I mean? We don't know anything. Ding, ding, ding. So, I bet Vince loved it. I bet you he just goes, eh, it goes with the character. It's funny. And, like, you know what? Sometimes, like, remember how, like, back back then and, like, in WWE, it just felt like everything was so perfect. They did everything so perfect. And then randomly that one time, Batista was in the back and he was doing the machine gun thing and the kid came in front of him and did the machine thing. That was clearly scripted, but they wanted to make it feel real. So then you got reminded it wasn't so perfect in the WWE world. So, honestly, I think it's a positive, like you said, and it's something we'll remember. And it didn't tarnish anybody. It didn't tarnish the product. Didn't tarnish the United States Championship. Made Asuka look like even better because Asuka could handle the situation perfectly. Yeah, she just had the greatest face. Everybody becomes a meme, and that's you get the water cooler talk. So you know what? Nothing on this show, either show, really, is water cooler talk. This is it. This was the water cooler talk for the week. So for me, he did his job. Like, even if he screwed up, he still did his job. The guy can't come out smelling like a rose more. It's it's unbelievable. I'm curious what your other take is on the rest of this, because for me, like, Seamus and, and Daniel, sorry, Seamus and Daniel Bryan to me are like my favorites when it comes to just like pure physicality aspects of it. Riddle's a third and it comes to physicality. But when I have Seamus versus Riddle, we know that from the SmackDown side, that was wonderful uh, in the summertime and early uh, spring. We were loving that. But now we get it on the Raw side and, and kind of like a, a reward for both men for kind of carrying the shows on, an, on a kind of a weird current level where, where we're at. And... Yes, it is redundant, and yes, the IC title is redundant. The one thing I always hate is just, I know it's a thing, and it makes perfect sense, but I feel like it's being used in both mid-card titles, so it kind of just seems lazy, and I think that's an overall theme, is just, I pinned you in a non-title match. I'm getting my match at WrestleMania, which, again, is probably head and shoulders, as our boy Guthrie and Ray Ray would say, from being like, hey, will you go to WrestleMania prom with me in a promo? But it's still very just lackadaisical, as you've already discussed. Yeah, it's very WWE. We talk about it all the time. They don't have number one contender matches. They have random people pin the champions, so it's silly. But I think we do need to move on. And WrestleMania, the only other really piece of, like, actual shot I had this week was, hey, hey, hop, hop. Like, I just, we are not worthy, and we are of the Miz and Morrison. Like, these guys are a fucking gift. They are a fucking gift on what is the three-hour slop show of Raw that we get Miz and Morrison. Like, Johnny Drip Drip was... The Drip Drip was on Dude, that outfit? Do you see that outfit? Oh I God. love the that hair. outfit. The hair of the outfit is just like... He is just like the perfect sidekick for the Miz. Like, it literally, like... They couldn't be more perfect because the Miz is just... He's amazing. But Morrison is exactly like... He has those little quips. Very, like, small things. Like, the way they play off each other. The Rex. It's like... They just... Their chemistry is off the charts. And honestly, like, it's one of those things where... This segment, every week... They make me. They're making me care about Bad Bunny. Like I want to see, it. and I'm. You know, I'm the biggest Miz guy in the world. I kind of want Bad Bunny to win the way this is going, just because the Miz is so fucking good at his job. Um, Damian Priest, like even though he's not really like in the physical role as much, I think this is just nothing but positive for him to be part of this. So, I mean, this is the only other thing where I look at this week and I'm like, this is coming out smelling like a rose for probably like a match at WrestleMania, which it's like, yeah, we know what it, we know what it's gonna be, but it's just like. They're, can, this is the one thing week to week that has given me like a little extra like, okay, I care. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. And I don't think there's much more that I could say except the fact that they said it was on us uh, filmed in lo in lo a location on San Juan. And I'm like, what part? <laughs> what part? <laughs> it was, it was all green screen in front ramp. of the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like the fact that they said San Juan. I'm like, what a heel move. What a heel move. It was so good. It was good. So good. And again, I, I'll tell you this much. The one thing that I did take away from it was just go, French, uh, the friendship between them is so funny. Like, they just, they get it, 
But the other part that made me laugh is, I don't know if it's because of uh, John's just like, he has the ability to speak more Spanish than The Miz. But the fact that The Miz actually said more Spanish than he's ever spoken French on The Miz and Misses made me giggle because I was just, it was beside myself going, he's actually doing a pretty good job from what I could understand because it seemed weird. Like they lip synced obviously because it's a music video, but I felt like whoever did the video, like I want to actually hear the smack talk more. Like I felt like it didn't, like it was a really toe tapper, like head bobber knocker kind of thing. Like it was good. But I wanted to hear that the smack talk like turned up a little bit to be a little bit more easier to hear. But again, small potatoes. It was awesome. Yeah. Do you have any other shine? Well, I mean, clearly Daniel Bryan get interjected in there. Just give get it just because here's the thing. So let me no, let me ask you a serious question. Though. Yes. But do you think the how it happened and the segments and the execution was shine? No. Because honestly, I was disappointed because um, that Daniel Bryan promo off the top. Did that make you want to root for him? No. But exactly. So that wasn't my problem with it. It's like I want to root for Daniel Bryan, but that promo, I was like, Daniel Bryan's one of the best promos in the company. He doesn't get credit for it because his wrestling is so good that it overshadows his own promo ability. But there was a reason why the Miz and Daniel Bryan was like the best back and forth of all time because it's two of the best promo guys of all time. Sure. It's just we don't look at Bryan that way. So when I'm looking at that and I'm like, I don't know if it was because he was called to go a different way or he was told to kind of toe the line because I don't want to fully do edge, but I just I didn't I didn't like it and then throughout the night like it just it didn't hit the mark for me because yes I'm way more excited for that match now 100% because Daniel Bryan's in it but I just didn't I thought it was not well done which disappointed me because it's smacked out Sure I will say this much I love this is the only reason why I put it in my shine is because everybody's ass puckered up to be like that's a great WrestleMania main event for me to triple threat you know and then like oh my god is he gonna do it again which again if he doesn't it's fine but that's the only reason that everybody's butt puckered up because they're just like oh my god he's gonna do it again which is, again, the only reason I care in that aspect. But I will now deem this, in my opinion, just looking at the three people, the way that they've changed Edge, the way that Roman Reigns is, and as you just stated, how Daniel Bryan came off in those promos, there's no babyface in this main event. Really, it's just like, it's just the irreplaceable. It's just like nobody can interject themselves and like, there's no, like... It's just irrelevant in some way. All where... right, so here, here's my question, because now obviously like this is a this is a real discussion because there's going to be fans in the stands. So let's just start with it. Roman Reigns. Is he going to be booed as fiercely as he was before, or no. is it going to be a mix now that he's actually it, healed? Everybody is going to be 50-50. It's going to be 33-3, 33-3. I don't think anyone's booing Daniel Bryan. I think he will be an actual pop. Sure. Edge, Edge it depends on the type of crowd they're getting, because... Obviously, the very pro WWE crowd, I think, is all going to be Edge. But I'm wondering if some of, like, the smarky smarts, like, if some of those people come... Like, obviously, I don't think we'll have as much as the European thing because of the pandemic and everything. But I am curious on Edge's reaction. So you really do think it's going to be mixed. I think it'll gear more towards cheers. But at the same time, like, if I was there, I'd boo him. But I know I'm not the majority no, I, when it comes to this. But you also sing along to his song because it's the best theme song in the WWE. I would pop for his song and then... If he wins. Start to boo. Okay. Well, no, I would pop like when that entrance hit. I would pop big because yeah. Edge is one of the best theme songs. But then I would transition to booze. So that's why I think, like, honestly, I think all three might get cheered. I think during the match there'll be booze for Edge and Roman. But I am because we haven't got to talk about this for over a year now. Like the crowd dynamic is a thing. It's obviously not going to be full capacity, but I think it's going to sound pretty loud compared to what we're used to. So. I think this one, it's going to feel like a main event because of that. Because adding Daniel Bryan, I think it just gives that, like, to me, like, yes, he wasn't treated like a babyface. Obviously, we just did the promo that he did, did him new favors. I think he will be a complete cheer reaction, honestly. So I think he will feel like it. It'll really add. I think it'll make a match that could have been a mix um, to something that could really, really feel cool. And that's why it's, I agree that it's, it's the main event of the weekend. It 100%. is. It is. But, I, you know, he is the main event, Mr. Ua himself. So, you know. Although, whoever, I mean, I forget it. Is Sasha Belair supposed to be Saturday? Is that... We don't know. They haven't announced it yet. Okay. I thought they haven't somebody... made a decision. Okay. Because I think they wanted it to be Drew and Bobby. Yeah. But I, but I don't think they've committed yet because I, they obviously, they've seen what's going on with the internet. And usually when these things pick up steam, they happen. But at the same time, Vince is a stubborn man, as we know, and other people who are in decisions. So I think it's going to come down to the wire. On that. Honestly, I don't think it should be because they haven't done anything. To, I mean, the only thing I will say I've thought yeah, but on... when I, honestly, when I look at it on paper... 
if I'm like, I think that is the better. I honestly, because like Lashley McIntyre is just going the wrong direction now, unfortunately. Like the steam of Lashley winning, we'll talk about boom, we're in the heat now, whatever. But I think the steam of him winning has like really tapered off. And like they just, they completely botched the storyline last night. I know your opinion. So to me, when I'm looking at that night one card, it's like, I think Sasha Bianca should main event. They don't even have to do anything. They could make that worse, and I still think it's a better main event than Lashley McIntyre at this point. I don't really have any much more to say uh, in terms of good stuff, so let's just get right into the heat. Yeah, of this. oh no, we're in the heat. We're yeah. in the heat now. There's a lot I want to get off my television, JC, and this one is going to be. I, I just, I, I, if, if I can, I just would like to go through very quickly just some things that I thought were kind of eh, but let's get them out of the way. You know, we get to the SmackDown. We'll start there. We have Seth Rollins versus Nakamura again, a rerun. So we know what to do there. It's funny, I almost want to do the gimmick where I'm like, hey, JC, was that a rerun? Correct. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I know, it, look, it was a good match, but again, like, same result, right? Except here comes Nakamura getting hurt, and here comes Cesaro to save the day and spin him, and they he has the match back. The, the promo was better to me than the match, and that was fine, but again, it's just a, it's a, as we talked about, will you go to WrestleMania prom with me? And it's just, you know, it's just the same thing over and over again say this about this if you were to put one thing from smackdown in the shine it's this because the promo and cesaro swinging them backstage were enjoyable sure. but it was this was the only thing i think on smackdown you could truly make a case for a shine it's not in my shine because again it it's wasn't not either it's me. not so again we, we've already talked about the, the the threading of the needle and like the interjection I, I guess we can talk about it here too but like maybe it's a bigger point they have logan paul which again has 23 million viewers uh, helping out ko and, and sammy but again this to me Fell flat-footed on on every aspect of it because I just think it was prolonged and they kind of already talked. Like, that's the thing. When I'm looking for a promo, when I'm looking for something that they're talking verbally, whether it's backstage, whatever the case is location-wise, are you entering new territory? Are you saying something new to forward what we're doing here? Or are you just regurgitating the same thing we got last week or two weeks ago to make the same point illustrated or short bites for a package? Which, again, I get... But the only thing you're going to care about is the fact that Logan Paul, I would imagine, is either going to be interjected as a special guest referee or he's going to end up saying, no, Sammy, you're stupid. And then there's going to be a big fucking, you know, brouhaha on, on Friday, which, again, people will tune in and that's a big deal. But no, no, no you literally, honestly, Nestle, like I am hyped for that segment. I am super hyped for that because it's like I'm excited for this match no matter what. But just having this extra thing like this week was just a bridge to get us to that premiere next week. That segment I have high expectations for because it's a, the unveiling of the documentary. Like that, I think is special. So that's why for me this week, like what they did this week, I understood what they were doing. They're just they're just trying to get us there. So right, but again, it's, it's, it's like, like we talked about. Special, yeah, but. it's not special, and it's not something that again you're going to remember. And again, I'm not asking yeah. for every week but the to be memorable. Special thing is coming next week, so I'm willing to like whatever. Look past this in terms sure. of eat this week. This isn't even near the top of my radar. <sighs> All right, so let's just get into this whole thing real quickly. It's just like. I guess we can get into the Daniel Bryan edge and all sorts of range thing. We can get into it here, really, because I feel like, like you said, Daniel Bryan got into this whole thing, but it was just like he was trying his hardest to give out like all the different ways he could be doing a match. He was going to stand in the middle of the ring and not leave until he got what he wanted, yet he left anyway. You know what I mean? Because Edge said to him, like, you're ruining my dream, and then they speared him and chair shot the whole deal. But then, you know, then we have Adam Pearce coming in and talking to Roman, you know, or whatever, and it's just like, I agree with you. And it's just like then everybody had to talk to Adam Pierce, so Adam Pierce had to get his forty-five fucking segments in. And it's just the same thing where everybody had to come and make their case, even though Daniel Bryan had already made his case, and Edge was trying to be, you know, Edge threatening him, which again was to me out of the three not the, the worst because at least I was like, okay, we're getting the rated R superstar. That's all right, I'm okay with it. But then we get to the end where it's just so anticlimactic, where he's like, you, you, and you in a triple threat match. It just, I understand it's a soundbite. It needs to be in a video package and all that stuff, but. To me, it was just, uh, there could have been 45 different ways to go with this, and they went with 47. Like, it was just like, they picked one that wasn't even on the reservation, and were like, ah, screw it, we'll just do it the old-fashioned way, or we'll just say it. And it, again, there's too much of it. There's too much of it, especially where it's WrestleMania season. I'm just done with it, because I just felt like you said, this is the main event, this is the thing we're supposed to be excited for the most, and I am for the Daniel Bryan aspect of it. I'm not necessarily for the other two. But again, when the bell rings... Hopefully they deliver because that's what we're getting to here. Is is, is do they care? Do they deliver? Well, the, Who knows? The, pro the whole problem, 
The whole problem with this thing, the flaw is it, is that all they had to do was say, we knew it was going to be a triple threat. So they wasted so much time getting there. Like, it should have been resolved, like, at the beginning of the show. But it's like, we know it's a launch show, and they got to drag it out. And it just, that's why, to me, it all fell flat. Because the Daniel Bryan promo off the top missed the mark. And then all throughout the night, like, we already know where we're going. So I just feel like every time I'm watching it, like, you're wasting my time with this. Like, this isn't good. Like, the, okay, whatever. Edge is mad. The Edge promo on Daniel Bryan was decent. I'll give him that. But it's just like, Roman Reigns took a back seat because now suddenly it's like, whatever. And I'm like, that's bad for this feud. So it's just like, I felt all throughout the night, I just wasted my time when we knew where we were going. So it just, and that was a shame because everything else on SmackDown was also bad. So it really, like, there was nothing that just, like, I'm watching this. And I'm like, man, this is the first SmackDown I have not enjoyed in a while. And it sucks. The other thing, too, that I want to point out very quickly is that he, you know, Edge comes and talks to Rain at some point and said, you know, if you got stroke here, you might as well use it. And then, of course, Adam Pierce makes a decision. So basically, you're telling me that as much as Roman Reigns matters, Adam Pierce's word matters more than Roman Reigns, which, again, is a flaw. And we'll talk about this because there's something else that I want to talk about. We're talking about when it comes to verbal things people say that make absolutely no goddamn sense. We're going to head over to Raw very quickly because Drew McIntyre is talking about, somebody take me out. Somebody put me on my ass. Try, try, try. And then he gets to the AJ Styles thing where he says the tag titles are what he's concerned with instead of the WWE Championship, which nobody believes because if you get in this business, folks, you get into the business to be the champion. So when I just read that, and I think we talked about it with our boy Rossi on Twitter, but it's just when you get into this business, you want to be champion. You don't want to be tag champion. I mean, granted, you might want to break in and be a tag champion or, or be great at being a tag team wrestler. But everybody's very individualistic, and they need to be able to look at themselves. Are they WWE Championship material? If you're not, get the F out. You're taking somebody's spot. Well, here, so here's that thing. They did that early in the show, but then they doubled down later. They get in that locker room thing where he's going around where, first of all, nobody attacking him all night is the dumbest thing ever because of how hyped everyone was last week. But he, gets, he finally calls out Braun, and Braun stands up. So we had AJ telling Drew that the tag titles were more – by the way – like, they have split tag titles, so it's not like they're the only tag titles. They're the Raw tag titles are more important than the WWE Championship. Braun looked Drew McIntyre in the face and said, Shane McMahon is more important to me than the WWE Championship. Yep. What? Yep. So here's the thing. Also, the logic dumb. Braun could beat the fuck out of Drew McIntyre. And then he could go to WrestleMania, beat the fuck out of Shane McMahon, and then beat the fuck out of Bobby Lashley and win the title. Like, that could happen. He's Braun Strowman. It's just like the the logic in this was just so fucking stupid, and also the fact that you have all these fucking nobody refusing to do anything. Like the ricochet thing, I get it. He's the milky white baby face. He's like, I want to do it honorably. Yeah, it's like fuck off. Like I know, but like you're telling me all these other little dorks that are in the locker room that can't get TV time wouldn't take their shot. Come on, it's just like they dropped this storyline so bad. They set it up last week. We were excited for it. We talked about it. This week, the ball was on a fucking tee for that. But what did they do? They tripped over the fucking tee and face planted in the fucking batter's block. You guys suck. Whoever wrote Raw this week sucks. They say, you suck so bad that Riddle on television told you you suck. I'm disappointed. So disappointed in the, 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 this week because this was one of the things that they could have really elevated this McIntyre-Lashley storyline to where we'd really care about it. But instead, they dropped it, and now this match... I honestly don't even care about it. I honestly don't. It's a shame because I still care about Bobby Lashley, but I think we need to get to the next part. They fucking, the best part of Raw has been the Hurt Business, and they just end it this quickly like this and just throw it away. It was just like, you again, disappointed. Like, what are we doing? Like, what, I just, you dropped the ball in the field. You dropped the ball with the best faction in wrestling right now. Besides, now it's the pinnacle. Her business, you're out. But it's just like, I just, I don't understand, like, how they got to this point and be like, yeah, this is a good decision. This is a good decision. They went over. This was fucking horrible. Horrible. Fuck off. Fuck you, WWE. F U C K space Y O U. Fuck you. Wow. I'm legit mad about it. I'm mad about it. I don't necessarily see you get hot on a lot of things. This one you got a little hot on. I'm not going to lie. I was so upset watching I That first segment of Raw pissed me off. And then when we got to the segment later with McIntyre and no one's stepping up all night and like that, just all of it. I'm just like, this is the biggest steaming pile of shit creatively. Like worst case scenario for this week, they could have done. They did it. And I'm fucking disappointed. I will say this much. The thing, here's my theory on this whole thing. And I could be completely wrong. I'm just taking a shot in the dark here being on planet Nestle. I think Vince had, a, he, he woke up from an eruption of his one hour sleep a night and went, Bobby needs to talk. Yeah. So let's put MVP away from him and on commentary. 
And we gotta get rid of them with those two lackeys. You know, Shelton and Cedric. Let's break them up. Because a champion needs to talk on his own. A champion needs to stand on his own. Blah, blah, blah. And that's when he woke up. And that's what they did. Because they just decided that in order for him to be the Almighty, the Almighty shouldn't have anybody with him. And that's what they're doing. They're literally breaking apart the best part of Raw because of what one person's vision of a champion should be instead of having his goons with him. Like, that's that makes no sense to me. It's like... You've had plenty of great leaders hold championships. The championships. Actually, you know what's funny? It was the one part. They they just don't care about factions in general. They got rid of, yes, Retribution was terrible. We know it's drizzling shits. But, like, this was... That the, was impossible. That was, that, yeah. But there was, like, it was impossible for that. It was, like, impossible to overcome. However, I will say, the hurt, the hurt business for me was just, like, okay, great. We're getting factions. Like, maybe we're headed towards that, that portion of, like, we're never going to get to the Attitude Era. But when everybody was in factions or there were, like, a couple of factions you cared about, that's when wrestling's at its best because then you can have interminglings and games warfare and all this cool stuff and like who might you know jump sides and like it just gives you more options yeah it gives you infinitely more options right exactly and better stories and can I, I i i was saving this but again i think this is a hot button topic and i know you're gonna people are gonna even you know laugh at me or whatever here's here's what i'm gonna say i can't believe these words are gonna come out of my fucking mouth you ready for this i miss vince russo because at least when Vince Russo was writing in the Attitude Era, no matter if you're the top of the card or the bottom of the card, that motherfucker put his hard-earned, like, just everything. He put everything into it. He just it was decided if you were the Stone Cold Steve Austin or you were the guy jerking the curtain, he found a way to put story together for you. Now, granted, it was through the funnel of Vince McMahon, so you can make fun of Vince Russo all you want, but the guy made sure whether the guy in the peanut gallery or the guy at the top of the card had a story, even minuscule story, and we don't have that anymore. We don't have any story for anything ever, and I just I, it, it boggles my mind that a guy like that could just be... He, you know, he could come in right now and probably be like, hey, yes, it might be an out-of-nowhere out of storyline, but at least we're getting something because these hot and cold pauses, it's just, it just boggles my mind. So you know what? Here's a bonus hope. Hire Vince Russo because it can't get any worse at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not there. You know, Ron needs a shake-up. They need someone to come in that writing room and fucking pick people up, turn them upside down, and shake out good ideas because – SmackDown had the formula. It's gotten very convoluted the last few weeks. But for the most part, like, if I'm looking at the WrestleMania matches, I'm most excited for the SmackDown ones besides Fiend Orton, I think. Because it, but it's just like this one, this week, like like I said, like, I just, like, my excitement, they finally had me excited with this bounty thing. You, like, you had hope to the Brock Lesnar thing. You had all the possibilities of different things happening. And, like, literally they did the worst thing possible this week. And it just, like, and obviously that being the centerpiece of Raw made Raw so fucking hard to watch. Because everything else is shit, too. And, oh, by the way, like, I got to move on from this because I'm so miserable about it. But what was the other match in WrestleMania I was super excited for? Shane and Braun. First of all, the Shane segment was fucking horrible. It was the worst one yet. A steel cage match? Literally, you could have picked any stipulation, and I still would have been fucking robot boners. And our boy Dr. Joe likes to put that fucking transformer gif. But you picked a fucking steel cage match. Nothing makes me go flaccid faster than a fucking steel cage match. Because when fucking Shane McMahon falls out the fucking door and wins, do you know how mad I'm gonna be? Do you know how mad I'm gonna be fucking? Like, I should be full peacock for this match. Instead, I'm going to look like a fucking flightless bird, like a fucking penguin. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck this shit. Fuck you. I still want to see it because Braun's going to kill him. It'll probably be the best steel cage match ever, but that's not saying much. But a fucking steel cage match? Are you kidding me? Hey, WWE. Fuck you. There's a couple of all-time rants today. This, this is good. I didn't think I would be this mad. Like, I was upset watching this last night when I got home from work. But I was not, I mean, I think the, the, the Charlie's hitting, the Charlie cold foam, shout out Dunks, delicious. It's hitting hard and I'm, I'm fired up, man. I'm pissed <laughs> off. I'm pissed off. WWE should be mad right now because I'm updating my fucking match ratings. And oh boy, you're bottoming out, motherfuckers. You fucked up. You done fucked up, motherfuckers. Hey, I will say this much, though. At least Sheltie, you put on his big boy pants this time and fought. Like, that Sheltie's was like... a stud. He was the only, like, yes, he flubbed, but, like, he kept going, and good for him. Like, he made, he know this is the end of it for a while, so you might as well do it again. <laughs> Back to 24-7, says yep. for Shelby. Something else that I I, oh. I was surprised that this was a a, a, a a flaccid promo, or whatever you want to call it, was uh, the New Day was going to do a game show. I love game shows. I'm, I'm in. And they couldn't save this segment. 
AJ Styles couldn't save this segment. And they had like four different games. I'm like, oh, they're going to play Jenga? I'm up for this. This will be funny. Like maybe Omos will tip it over. The, the fucking robots. Yeah, the, the Rock'em Soppers. They didn't even touch any of them. And they, all they I did know. was Pictionary Charades. It was just, why did we even bother with this stuff? And then it's just... It's the same gimmick. It's like Omas is like, I'm going to beat you. None of these games matter. I'm not playing games, which again, is fine. But like, what's the whole point of doing all this stuff? If it just, uh, none of it matters. It's just all chuffa. I'll just, it's all, it literally doesn't matter. It's fluff. It doesn't matter. And all of it just kind of just regurgitates back at you. Like, this is why I'm not excited to be a wrestling fan right now. And I should be because it's WrestleMania season. But why do you think the casuals are going to come back? Absolutely not. They're not because they're looking at this going, who's this guy? What does he do? Nobody cares. Why, like, what's the story here? If you can't get somebody to, to care, then why are we watching this? And three hours of it, five hours of it, really, you're just looking at it going, I'm, here's the thing, TJ's going to laugh at this and be like, fuck you, Nestle, I told you. I'm more excited for NXT uh, Stand and Deliver on both nights than I am for WrestleMania. Because I think that card is will will actually deliver, in my opinion, versus some of these but matches. Here's, see, but here's the, here's the problem, is that this week was a bottom out for the stories, but there are still several mania matches that are going to they're going to be good and that's the problem is like they they have enough there where it's like they can get lazy with this and it's going to it's one of those things it sucks because we're the ones in the weeds like that are watching every frame every week and it's just but like i said at the top of the show if you want to skip this week you can skip it cuz you didn't miss anything and you'll be fine you can watch next week cuz there'll be a few redeemable things but there's enough on paper to make it good. NXT Stand Deliver still could be better with the two nights. They have a lot of good shit. Um, and we'll we'll get to that briefly in the finish. But I just I I this week they're just like it's we're like I just my disappointment level is so high. And I mean, do we even want to get into like the fucking women's segments we got on Raw? What women's segments? Do they even matter at this point? <laughs> they were like literally so we had about a two second match where Naomi squashes Shayna Baszler, jobber alert again. So one half of your women's tag team champions. But here's the here's the thing. Whatever. They did that. I'm like, oh, they're shoehorning them in. The very next segment, Shayna Baszler comes out on the ramp with Nia Jax. And she cuts a promo about how unbeatable she is. And how she's beating Asuka. And how she's going to beat Ripley. And I was like, bitch, you just lost to Naomi in 30 seconds not 10 minutes ago. And you're trying to tell me you're unbeatable? You're a fucking moron. You took too many hits to the head in UFC if you think that. No one's buying that. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me with that? Again, writers, fucking punch yourselves in the face. Oh, guess what, Nestlemania? The Ray Ray special next week. Yep. Champion and challenger fighting the tag team champions. You fucking lazy assholes. Like, are you kidding me? Dog shit. Absolute poopy poopy dog shit. Like, piles of steaming turds all over TV. Are you kidding me with this shit? I laughed so hard when I saw that because all I could think about was, oh, God, here comes Ray. And Ray literally, like, did not disappoint with me. I just saw how angry he was. And it's just, I, I have my thing about six-man tags, and we're not even going to talk about the six-man tag. It didn't matter on SmackDown. But it was just <laughs> so funny to me that this happened because I was watching it going, you have this unbeatable person who just kicked the teeth out of Asuka, and you let Naomi beat her, which, again, didn't mean anything because nobody cares. She beat her. She yeah, it was two minutes or less of your pizza's free. I mean, I was just, I could not unbelievably get over it. And then she cuts that promo. Ugh. And then, you know, Naya and at least Reginald this week didn't overshadow anything. But there is, nobody cares. Here's the thing. Clearly, they they, they pooped their pants and they were like, okay, we got to put Rhea Ripley in there because Charlotte can't because of COVID. Which, again, I get it. But nobody cares about that match right now. It should be. They went be. backwards in that yeah. match this yep. week because, like, as I wrote up on my thing, it's like, okay, yeah, this is an intriguing matchup. We've never seen it. It'll be physical. It should be good. Then they have that dog shit contract signing where Rhea Ripley, the nightmare, had such a fucking fluff promo. I'm like, I'm not scared of her. Like, they just, they fucking, they did such a bad job this week. Such a bad job across the board. It is fucking embarrassing. They should all be fucking embarrassed. You know what? Maybe you're right. Bring in fucking Vince Russo because even his bad ideas will be better than this poor shit. Fuck off. I mean, this. at least, oh at God. least, at least you'll, I can guarantee you with Vince Russo, you would at least have something on a poll. And I'm okay with yeah. that at this point. I'm okay. Reginald on a poll. Reginald on a poll is fine. Sure. <sighs> I just, I, I can't, I, for the life of me, I cannot understand why. Like, it is, like you said, for five hours of programming, why, why did they do that? Like, I was so viscerally just angry, shaking in. I had to watch in the dark, obviously, because I have to, you know, keep my, you know, emotions to myself to keep my household sleeping. But I was just, ah, 
Like, I this is the outlet for me, folks. I just cannot. I'm, I'm right there with you because I, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you're going to tell me that there's like 14 fucking matches here that I just, I don't care. I, I care to a certain extent, and I'm sure that'll be really cool. But here's the thing that they keep forgetting. You can say, yeah, once the bell rings, these are going to be great matches, and we'll remember them for being great matches, and that's perfectly okay. But the problem I have here is, if your lead-up was better, you turn a great match into a mania moment. You turn it into something that will automatically go, oh, do you remember, the, you remember back in 2021 when that fucking thing happened all the way and it got you jazzed up to see that match, and then that's what you remember. They don't even care. They, don't, they drag you through the mud and go, here, kid, we already got your money. Like that, they just drag you as a viewer through the mud so that you don't even fucking care anymore. And when, you know, like the casual shows up, they're like, great match. Who's that guy again? Yeah, whatever. And I'm not going to tune in on Monday. So you know what? I, I just, I look at it from a perspective of just tell me a story. Show me a character. Show me two characters. That's it. That's all you're going to do. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. But when you have 45 fucking matches for Mania... Yeah, things are going to get convoluted because as you've been known, if you do your research, there's really only seven stories to tell in, in theater. And you can't even blow your load on any of them because you can't use any of them. It just seems like you're just throwing out some random stuff. There's better drama on social media when people are bitching about AEW NXT than there is in WrestleMania. There's more drama That's on That's coming Twitter. around soon. April 13th, it's official. NXT on USA. They just got a contract extension. <sighs> Breaking news. For what? That they, uh, NXT is officially moving to Tuesday, April 13th. They've reached a multi-year extension with the USA. There you go. There you go. So, hey, I'm just saying. I'm done, I'm done talking about this week. Do you have All anything right. else? No, to I just want to get hopeful. Let's get hopeful. I just came up with a hope in my head while you were talking. Sure. Glorious, you're my only hope. How do we fix this dog shit? Dog shit, Lashley. The end of Raw, we're going to talk about it in a segment. Spoiler alert for my comeback and what happened there. It was a step in the right direction. But Bobby Lashley eviscerated the Hurt Business. So it's just him. But I'm thinking, it's like, how do they fucking save this? Well, WrestleMania, I know you've said Brock Lesnar, but I see you, Brock Lesnar, and I raise you something else. Because this is a guy that has not come out of our mouths in a while because he's been gone. We don't know the exact reasons, but he tweeted it would explain in time. Next week, I want Drew McIntyre to get laid the fuck out. Laid the fuck out by TJ's boy, Keith Lee. Ooh. I want Keith Lee to seize that WWE Championship opportunity. Take out Drew McIntyre. Night one of WrestleMania. Keith Lee gets his match against Bobby Lashley. I've wanted Lashley Keith Lee for the most part. We kind of got it with the Riddle thing. That's how Riddle won the title. Then Keith Lee disappeared. Well, Keith Lee revenge tour. Bobby Lashley, night one of WrestleMania. Drew McIntyre obviously mad. Whether he gets his match immediately at WrestleMania or they make it a storyline. If that's, that is, I think, the only thing that could save it. He, maybe he doesn't even beat Lashley for the title because maybe Drew costs Keith Lee because that won't be the main event. It'll be Sasha Bianca and McIntyre comes out or maybe, I don't know what they do, but I think this is a good way to bring Keith back on television. Like I said, don't know his deal. Maybe he's not cleared or something's going on or whatever. But I think that is something that could help. Because I was thinking, I'm like, okay, they, they dropped the ball in the bounty program this week. But the, uh, the door is still open. Like, yeah, we saw Corbin take it. But did he actually take it? But I don't know. Give me Keith Lee. Short and sweet this week. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. That's a good one. I like that one very much. I think that I completely forgot about Keith Lee. So thank you. And I did too until we were talking. Then it kind of just popped in my head. I was like, oh, there, I have hope. Here's my hope. <laughs> As I've gone down the list in my head of the all of the WrestleMania matches, there's one that we know will fight forever. There's one that we think that obviously we know is going to be a good match. It's going to be crazy. Here's what I would like for the lead up next week. When we have the red carpet with uh, Logan Paul and he comes out and does his whole thing. Is his name Logan Paul? I'm sorry. I don't know him. It's Logan Paul. So he's a big deal on YouTube, yeah? Oh, yeah. He's all a big, uh, big social media sensation. Okay. Professional boxer, kind of, now. But he's good at the trash talk, right? Yeah. He's good at the trash talk. Here's what I would love to see. In a, in a, in a weird turn of events, he thinks that Sami Zayn has a case. He's going to back Sami Zayn because he thinks that it's he, it, that's where the money is. KO gets upset next week, power bombs Logan Paul on the apron. That's what I want because I think the hope here is to get eyeballs on this match in particular because I think having Logan Paul with his crew – crewing 
Sammy and his crew would be 100%. would be just right there up until the end of WrestleMania. Even having Logan Paul have a vlog being at WrestleMania, I think would be a huge deal. But having Kevin Owens beating up Logan Paul at WrestleMania again would be even bigger because then you make KO even a bigger household name. People are going to know who the hell Kevin Owens is. I mean, obviously in our world of wrestling, he's a big deal, but he could be a global deal because honestly, as we've talked about, and again, it drives me insane. Kevin Owens is a regular season Joe. And when it comes to WrestleMania, he's not the bell of the ball. He never gets asked to the main event. And honestly, I'm sick and tired of it. So when I think about this, Logan Paul, your job, my hope, my job right now is to say Logan Paul and put it out to the, the stratosphere, the Nestlesphere. This is what it is, folks. KO. Put KO over and make him a global phenomenon with your 23 million views. That's my hope. I like it. You're on the right track. I think it's one of those things. It's like, I would like to see Logan Paul get involved at WrestleMania. Because here's the thing. He has another big boxing match coming up. So not going to make him look bad. But maybe he's like involved in this match. Maybe he comes out with Sami Zayn. But then he eventually turns on him. And they both beat up Sami Zayn. Like, that's that's where I think I could be going. But also, like, whatever side he takes, I'd love to see them be able to walk out with him for his boxing match. Come on. Got to cross, cross uh, platform this shit, man. But I like it. You're on the right track. I'm excited for that on SmackDown, but WrestleMania, don't call it a comeback. I alluded to it. King Corbin. So this guy, obviously we know the King gimmick has been around for a while. They haven't done another King of the Reigns, so it's starting to get old. He enters the bounty on Raw, which I thought was a nice touch because we talked about them dropping the ball. It wasn't the best thing in the world to end the show, but it at least got him out there. And him, like, hyping up Lashley was weird, so it's like, is he joining the Hurt Business or what? But it at least, like, somebody actually answered the call. Corbin made sense to the guy who would do it. And honestly, like, this Corbin, unfortunately, has just been floating kind of in no man's land. We saw him, like, plug and play, like, the last couple months. Plug and play with the Mysterios. And that fell off because of a fucking COVID party by one of his cohorts who eventually got fired and a bunch of other things. And Mysterios got COVID, blah, 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 blah. So that kind of that. Then he did this thing with Sami Zayn, which was fun. But it's like Corbin's kind of been, like, just kind of thrown in. He's kind of thrown in here. But it was nice to see him in a big spot. And it got me thinking, like, you know what? I'm happy for my boy because Corbin doesn't have a dance partner at WrestleMania right now. So how will he be involved? Is he going to be involved here? Or is it just going to be another Corbin McIntyre match next Monday? We'll see. But regardless for this week, my boy King Corbin gets my comeback. Good for you. Good for you. Because honestly, have a comeback yet? I couldn't. Yeah, I have a comeback. I just in my head, all I could think about was this: my comeback this week goes to Alexa Bliss and the Fiend. I did not expect anything. Once I got that Randy Orton promo, I saw the. I said to myself. No, they're like, this is just, that's the end of that. And then she does her, her promo with the whole, like, explanation of the jack-in-the-box, which you could hear here at least two weeks in advance from the job of Knocker because <laughs> your boy Detective Ness was all over that shit. And his you boy, your, and, and your boy Dommy, your Detective Dommy and Detective Nessel all over that shit every single time. So we're there. Um, I was excited to see that. So that's why, because hashtag listen to the Knocker is a big deal. Um, I think that everybody listens to the Knocker, but that's just me because I'm vein anyway uh they do the whole jack-in-the-box thing but here's the thing it was a little weird because she looked off and and, and we we're like okay she's looking at her imaginary friend and then he's just sitting there on the swing and i just went this is a little weird for me like is he just zombie bray or is he just like whatever but the whole package of it made me go well this makes me feel uneasy so at least it's making me feel something and they like in a, in a week where i was very down on like the fiend coming back and like the whole randomness of it all at least made me go, huh? Okay. Like that's, that's that, you know what I mean? And I, so for me, I look at it like, at least I'm excited. Like at least it made me turn the cheek on it. Like, okay, you've got me back in it, interested in it because the one line that saved the entire thing for me was Alexa bliss looking at that camera going, see, Randy thinks he's figured it out. But Randy has no idea what he's in store for. And I went, I'm in, that's it. Like, now you've piqued my interest. Now you've asked a question in my brain to go, what's going to fucking happen on Saturday or Sunday? And that's all. I, you need to make me as a viewer ask a question, and you got my, you got me. You hook, hooked me. That's what it is. So that's my, that's, this, that's my comeback. This broke the meter. Spoiler alert in my article for Hype Meter. This match, like, every single week, they just get me interested. Like, I just, I love the look of Alexis Playground. I love their promos, like you mentioned. Like, you spelled it out for them. They took it. They ran with it. I, you can't get me unhyped for this because this has been the best story in a long time. Here, here, it's here, just here. been so good. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and a lot of people are going to be mad at me. I know this is on a Sunday. This should be the Saturday main event. It's not going to be, but it should be. Uh, so I'm a little disappointed because so on Saturday, I think I'll be able to watch. Sunday, I have to work, um, but I probably will be my iPad. And I just hope to God this match isn't happening when I'm busy because I'll be so sad. 
because I want to experience it live like everyone else. Sure. So there's there's a JC selfish hope. Hashtag ben, JC if you're listening, Ben, if you're listening, please. Yeah, ben give... has no has no control over the, the how the game will go. Unfortunately. No, I'm saying just give you the, the, the day off. Yeah, we'll see. It's a little more challenging now with COVID because I'm the only one who goes in. But yeah. But yeah. All right, fine. Big finish. Big finish. Let's go. One, two, three. What a maneuver. Boom. We're gonna start with NXT because uh, the the big thing is they have a battle royal to determine who enters this gauntlet match. So I'm confused. I'm confused by this. Maybe you can enlighten me because sure. I was trying to read about it while you're doing your hope. So I believe there's there's 12 dudes in this battle royal, mm-hmm. but then there's a six man gauntlet eliminator match. Does that mean the top six of this battle royal? Yes. So basically, the battle um, royal is only okay. to get six out, and then they go through an eliminator. And the winner of that goes and faces Johnny Gargano. So this Gagano. match is going to end when six guys get eliminated. There's going to be six guys celebrating the ring? Or does it go where, like, you get six out, and then as they get eliminated, that determines the order? Because I think that would be... But I was just... I was so confused, because it's like... I know AEW's done something similar, but it's just like... So we have 12 guys, and only 50% get through, so the match is just going to end with six guys. Like, that's why I'm trying to... I was very confused. Because I know night one is the gauntlet match. Night two is the match against Gargano. Yeah, I was told but, that it was going to be a six-man eliminator on the first night, and then the next night would be yeah. a Gagano. So, so that, that part, that, like, the yeah. six guys are just the six winners are going to go yay us. So I think it's literally if like this this battle royal could be three seconds if everybody just picks up a guy finish. and throws him over. That's it. So who are the six? Do you, do you, I have a list in front of me. Uh, let's pick our six. Dexter Loomis, hundred percent going to be in that match. Bronson Reed, I think's a shoe in. Cameron Grimes, shoe in. That's three. Pete Dunne, probably a shoe in. Four. I'd say Kushida, probably five, and then I I mean. Then I'm looking at these guys. It's got to be between L.A. Knight and Roderick Strong. I'm probably going to, I mean, L.A. Knight, I think he might get screwed. We'll put Roderick Strong as a six, but I don't feel great about that. I mean, I, I see Theory in there just because, like, a joke would be funny. <sighs> I think he's going to be, like, the first one out. No, no, really? I okay. I, would, I, mean, I don't I'm, know. I, this, I don't have a This defense. whole thing is for Loomis. We know that. Like, there's no, there's, there's, it's all, this is an entire thing for Loomis. I think Cameron Grimes has to be in there because he's hilarious. I think if you look at it this way, based on Roddy, I actually watched NXT. Roddy's interaction with 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 Grimes—that's happening. I feel like he had to be in, yeah. Um, for some reason, Pete Dunne has to be in it. Uh, I will not pick LA Knight because LA Knight's on a losing streak, apparently, even after his debut. So I think Bronson's a big deal. All right, we're five for five together. The last guy I had that you haven't mentioned was Kushida. Do you think it's Kushida or one of those other dudes? Well, I, I said Austin Theory. You didn't say Austin Theory, did you? Oh, so you have Austin Theory instead of Kushida. Yeah. Okay, that's so, our only difference. That's my only difference there. So, I mean, I don't think – I mean, LNA probably will be, but I, there's just that. I they think go they, back they're going to have him – or you know what it is? It's maybe like him and Bronson Reed both get eliminated. They have another match because sure. they've been feuding. That's fine. But I, I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they don't yeah, really well, I think we agree. It's, it's the Dexter Loomis show, and that's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. We're just we're – getting, we're getting to there, and that's fine. I think TJ would agree with us on that. Yeah. Well, AEW has booked their entire card. We're not going to go through all of it, but we do have a debut, Christian Cage. What are your expectations for him with his in-ring debut versus Frankie Kazarian? He's, uh, did you see his new t-shirt that's out? You know what it says? At work, everyone? No, 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 the newer one that just came out today. Oh, there's a newer one? Yeah, you know what it says? No. It says, out, bore, everyone. Because that's how I feel about Christian Cage right now. Wow. Wow, that is, nope. Eh, Where's my Ron buzzer? I... I'm excited to see what he's got in the tank. I think it's going to be good. I mean, AEW tapes all their shit now anyways, so it's hard just for stuff to look bad unless it's on AEW Dark, you edit in a botch. But the main show has not had any bad edits because their, their stuff has been mint. Um, Don't, care. Yeah, clearly you're, Don't care. You suck. Don't Speaking care. of not caring, there's a women's tag match, so I'm going to skip that. Whoa. But uh, MJF is giving a gift to the pinnacle. What do you think that gift will be? I hope it's all matching jackets. Hey, I, I, that's what I was hoping for. Something themed. They can all, I, I yeah. know, we're on the same page. Matching jackets. Also, I know you're excited for this one. An exhibition match between Cody and QT Marshall, who has gotten more screen time than anyone the last few weeks. This guy. It, uh... I honestly, I don't hate the storyline. I was just shocked because I would assume him and Goldust were tag partners. So I thought it would be them and it'd just be a minor thing. Yeah. But all of a sudden he calls out Cody. And I'm like, what is he doing? What is going on here? I will say I'm intrigued because at least the story has my attention because I mean, I've never been a big, like, Oh yeah. QT Marshall. He gets my blood flowing, but he has, he has, I'll say this much. He has as much talent as he does hair. Wow. That's okay. how I'm going to say about QT Marshall. Well, all right. Interesting. But, you know, Cody's a god. The I end. trust him. Yeah, um, the next same. up, 
the, the part of Wednesday, besides the pinnacle that I'm most excited for, I believe it's this week, is the arcade anarchy match between two-thirds of the best friends and Kip and Miro. Yes, I will say this much. Your boy your boy Miro went out on a limb and said he hates being in this feud. He thinks he's being wasted, which is kind of funny that he's that vocal this early. But that's that's Miro. So uh, I hope this thing ends it. I hope that the... Uh, I, hope. I think it's. I think best friends win. I think honestly, he's gonna turn. He kind of teased it a couple weeks yeah. ago, turning on Kip and Penelope, saying like, ah, "When I'm in the fight, I don't care about your wife. I don't care about anything. I care about crash." Yeah, I think here's the thing. Miro's undefeated, right? Yeah. Pretty much. It's time to get him in that singles, man. I'll Enough tell you right now. Shit. Here's the thing. Here's here's a bonus hope for AEW. And if you don't do it, I think this is the waste. You're gonna have all these machines out there. You need to have one propped up where one be one can send one guy into there where they break through the arcade glass and it gets electrocuted. If you don't do it, I'm going to be upset. That's it. Sounds like a good spot for Kip. At yep. the end of this yeah, honestly, and maybe maybe you electrocute Orange Cassidy and then he can have some personality after he's done with his uh, little hand uh, gimmick. He, has, he might have no, the I best know, personality just, in wrestling. You know, I'm, I'm being facetious, <laughs> know, of course. It's a good joke. But it's just like, it. yeah, I think that that would be hilarious if you electrocute Orange Cassidy into having like a hyper, you know, like problem. It'd be great. That's what I want to see. But... We'll see. I think we agree, though. This is something that we know is going to be shot on location and interesting. So I am excited for this. Um, but I, there was something else booked that looked – oh, there was like a six-man tag. So I'm sure you definitely want to talk about that. Because, you know, yeah. Kenny Omega, every match or everything he's involved in is a six-man tag. So I'm so okay. bored with it. I really am. Like... I'm, I, I, thank you. I'm so glad because I was curious your take because I have been – so bored with Kenny Omega with this stuff with the like all this stuff. The only interesting part for me, like uh, Moxley and Kingston together, has me kind of interested. But everything else with this has just been his storyline is boring. His involvement, and impact, isn't what I thought it would be. It's just like across the board, it's like he is a very boring champion. And Don Callis is just like obnoxious, but not always in a good way. I'm bored with his obnoxiousness sometimes. I think and Don- the Young Bucks thing. Oh my god, give me a break. Don Callis is the interpretation of a thumb. Like, he just looks like it. Like, if you put a he thumb in glasses, like a thumb. he just looks like, here's a, here's a jacket with glasses and a guy who just murmurs around, it's Thumb Callus. He's a callus yes. on a thumb. That's what it is. Yeah. I just made a joke. That's pretty accurate. Uh, yeah, so no, I don't care. I don't, I, I honestly, I, you know, Kenny Omega by himself, great, wonderful. Oh, Young Bucks, being the Young Bucks would be great, but there being something completely, re- re- replace, oh replace a letter at the beginning of Bucks, and that's what I feel about them. That's it. The Young Boars. Yeah. Unbelievable. So yeah. I don't have anything That's else to add because I just I I feel as if we are on a down week here, very very down, and I feel bad. Uh, you but don't say. I should be excited because our boys yeah, are going no, to WrestleMania for us. Day, we have ne- but... WrestleMania this time next week. We will be making WrestleMania predictions as well as NXT Takeover Stand Deliver predictions. Like we have our show, like half our show next week will be predictions, and we are this fucking miserable about it. That sucks. Bad job WWE. Bad fucking job. Five hours of poopy. Poopy, 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 shite. Well, hopefully next week we can come back with a better attitude, I think. We will revive. WWE needs a revival next week. Well, here's hoping, because otherwise we're going to be having some really interesting conversations next week. That's what I think. Go to the website, check out the Quinston's articles. I'm actually, by the time you're listening, my article will be updated with the new matches and the changes to a couple matches ratings after this week. Uh, so yeah, check out all that stuff. Obviously, the weekly stuff, five stars, five flames, like I mentioned. Buy the merch, all that jazz. Follow us on Twitter in the descriptions, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere you want to be, motherfuckers. All right, while he calms down, I'm gonna wrap up the show. Thank you for listening to the Jobber Knocker, and we'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. <laughs>